Hello, folks, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage Podcast. I'm Matt Baum, your host, and I'm joined by James Morris, the most. Not at all. I am Lenny Kravitz, and what I really want to know mm-hmm. is what mascot is inside that clown <laughs> these days. <laughs> don't harass me, James. Don't. That's don't. what I really want to know. James, don't dream shame me. I didn't dream shame. You are the weaver of dreams. You are the seamstress of sin. Mm-hmm. You walked through spider webs like Gwen Stefani, and now you have discerned which mascot is inside the clown these days. Yeah, so I have a very active fantasy life, apparently, when I sleep. Uh, the other day, I was on live streaming on the internet, which you can join me, by the way, every Monday and Friday for wild adventures, apparently. Like this one that you're going to describe, I, I yeah, assume. Yeah, for, for events just such as this one. So every Monday and Friday, uh, I read a, a book uh, or some short stories on twitch.tv slash pretty pretty pixel. It's a little yeah. show we call Let's Read. You learned it from a book. I learned it from a book. I pick some short stories and I read them on uh, live and then we talk about them and we have a nice little like reading circle. Uh, And it's lovely. Unfortunately, Mm. on Friday, I was a little tired. We'd stayed up all night working on some things, and I was extremely fatigued. And so uh, at this particular Let's Read, I could feel myself kind of nodding off. Mm. I hadn't had any coffee yet, and uh, my head was getting heavier and heavier. Blinking and nod. And so we just read Sherlock Holmes, The Adventure of the the Noble Bachelor. Confirmed Bachelor. Sure. And uh, then we were talking about it, and somebody typed in the chat, because we were talking about, uh, there's a character in this story that came from the gold rush in uh, California. Mm -hmm. And someone in the chat was like, you know, most of the money that they made in the gold rush wasn't from the gold, but it was from people selling equipment to the miners. Mm -hmm. And as I'm saying this, I can feel my eyes growing heavy and my head sinking down. You were being hypnotized. And my mind starting to drift. And when uh, you hear the word cuck, you will become a chicken. Sure. Uh, no, you must must be careful, James. Nobody wants to hear the chicken podcast. cuck a doodle do. It didn't work. cuck a doodle do. Oh, it made me a bunny instead. Oh. So uh, what would the change be? I'd just hop around? There'd be no change. Oh, well, you already have I'd the nibble tail things. anyway. I do. So uh, I, I, I can feel myself getting heavier and heavier. And somebody said, oh, the gold miner stuff. And... I'm like, on the on the live stream, I'm sitting there, and the camera captures me as I slowly, my eyes kind of close, and I'm like, I guess that makes sense. Like, people would already have it, and they'd be like, I'm already going up to the mountain. I might as well take my things. I wonder who the clown is in that mascot these days. Other way around. Oh. Who was the mascot in the clown? Because you explained this to me. You oh, yeah. You explained the thought process. I was trying to think back to it. And then, like, so Im- immediately, I'm like, I wonder who the clown is in that mascot. What? Clown. And then I, like, snap back to awake, realizing that I've just been describing a dream that I settled into. Because well, you were hit with the clown zooka, and it was taking over. Oh, don't you dare. Don't you and dare the get erotic. up your nose. This is not an erotic podcast hose. of clown transformations. No. So we, yes. So my, we've been trying to puzzle together what I was thinking about. I was definitely thinking about being in in a uh, prospector store on Charles Street in Boston, mm-hmm. where James, where, where we met. Uh, uh, we, didn't meet time, in a, we didn't meet in a prospector store. Or but, on Charles Street. But we did meet in Boston. That's true. Uh, in the vicinity of Charles Street. Anyway, sure. so uh, I was thinking about being in a prospector store. Mm. Where, you know, they sell things. And the prostate Pils- store. Back in the 1800s, and the Pillsbury Doughboy was there for some reason. I'm not sure why, but in my mind, he was there. Sure. And I was thinking uh, that back in the 1800s, of course, the Pillsbury Doughboy 
portrayed clowns because only mascots can portray clowns. And, and he was the, the he was top the one mascot in the 1800s, and no longer though. So I wonder. I was wondering in my dream. Now that the Pillsbury Doughboy has given up being a clown, which mascot has taken over? Is it the Hamburger Helper? Uh, it's the Progressive Insurance Lady. Oh no! Oh God! Is it Erin Insurance or something? No, the Erin Insurance is from Insurance. Oh well, uh, how foolish of me! Come on, James. Matthew, I call them the 1800s. Because they were so much fun to what be was, the Pillsbury Doughboy. What was fun back then? What, what did people do for fun in the 1800s? They gave each other dysentery. They gave each other syphilis. They gave each other many gifts. It was a time of giving. I was going to ask what, what is fun about that. I guess mm. having the disease isn't so fun, but the way that they give it is fun. Whoopee! It is. Uh, you eat the poo. poo. Well, then, no. That is how you get the dysentery, Matthew. You eat the poo-poo. No. Eating the poo-poo is the essence of homosexuality in the 1800s. Okay. What did they call the 1700s? They called them the 17 dumdreds because they hadn't invented eating the poo-poo yet. Oh, what a shame. It wasn't until Oscar Wilde came along. He came to the Old West. He, they called him Rootin' Tootin' Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a grim vision of the future. And he said, uh, Oh, Lady Bracknell, hi! I'm going to show you something you won't believe. And she said, Oh, really? Oh, do show me, do show me. And he reached in his pants and he decided to romance mm-hmm. his hands mm-hmm. with the poop. And then he ate it. Great. Matthew, Great. James. That's the story of, that's the glory of love. That's the story of why everyone's unsubscribing from this podcast right now. Let's hope so. Okay. So are you sure that you're not asleep right now? I'm having a bit of pink underwear on my head. Matthew, just while I was describing the 17... 17- Dumdreds in the 1800s, mm-hmm. Matthew put some pink underwear on me, and now it's on my hand. You put that underwear on me this morning. I put it on your flesh. Yeah, you did. That's. But here's the thing is I can't wear that underwear because Why? it's too tight. It's, oh. It's, it's women's underwear. No, it's not. It is. I got it because I thought it was cute, and then when it arrived, I was like, oh, this is women's underwear. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure, James, there, it is not pouchy enough for uh... a, a human man to wear. Why does it have this, like, fly pouch in the front? I don't know. Women don't... I don't know. Why does women's underwear have what looks like a fly, but actually doesn't actually have a hole in it? It's just... What, whatever. What, we don't need to puzzle this out on the podcast. Well, it's a Spanish fly. Yeah. I've been searching for some kind of segue to uh, marriage this week from everything that you're saying, and I, I haven't found one yet. Well, the Spanish fly has got you so horny. Nothing's happening in Spain. Oh, We've got... I gave you horniness. Does that get you somewhere? Horniness. Does that get us anywhere? Not really. Really, there's I don't know. So somebody tore down a pride flag this week. Where is that uh, in uh, Sacramento, California? Eh? Mm-hmm. But that's where all the sinners live. You would think. So Sacramento is not the most liberal of cities in California. I mean, what mm-hmm. could be with San Francisco there? But anyway, so Alan Lowenthal is a uh, representative uh, who had an office in uh, Sacramento. He represents okay. Long Beach and some places around Long Beach. Long and he had, Johnson. He had a pride flag flying outside his office. I don't know why he had a pride fa- flag flying in March, but sure, whatever, if, if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so somebody stormed into the office, yelled at about how inappropriate it was, and ran outside to the flagpole, tore down the flag, the pride flag, stomped on it. This is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite detail is that he stomped on it, because uh-huh. I can only imagine him doing it, like hopping up and down with his fists in the air, like making Donald noises Duck. like Donald Duck. Exactly. Yeah, 
Uh, and then uh, he was arrested. And so, okay, good job, whoever you are, Mr. Did he Man. tear off his pants like Donald Duck? Oh, yeah. Maybe he's wearing a little sailor outfit. Uh, well, no secrets between sailors. Mm-hmm. Um, did he, did he scurry up the pole like a greased flagpole sitter? <laughs> maybe he's, maybe he sat on top on a little chair or something. I don't sure, know. Sure, like a Dr. Seuss cartoon. And then he consumed the chair into his butt with butt vor and then mm-hmm. slid down the pole. The other night I asked yes. you how many different kinds of vor there are. You did. Last night I was, I think we were both falling asleep or we were both no. exhausted. And, and I remember you saying... How many different kinds of vor are there? Well, how many? I don't, I, James. How many for vores every hole, does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll Pop? For every hole you have, someone yeah. has done some sort of vor. And even it's things that aren't holes sometimes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Here's the thing is like sometimes there'll be like a mouth that appears on a belly and the belly just yep. opens up like and, and swallows someone in. Sure. So, so, or someone becomes sort of a marshmallow and they, they just become absorb a squish. And, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. There's probably been nipple vor. I can't say I've ever seen anything like that. Oh, well, there is a hole in the nipple, isn't there? There, dear Liza. It's more of a gland. Anyway, li- but listeners, it, but, but, but it has to come out, right? The lactosum. Sure, that's the scientific name. Uh-huh. Uh li- Listeners, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, uh, that probably reflects well on you. There's a there's a cockvore. There's a bum bum vor. Mm-hmm. There's a ooh a little uh, Shelley devore. Mm, Anna Devore Smith. Uh, I want a divorce. Oh. You have to say it three times in order for it to count. I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. Citizens divorce. Mm-hmm. Good, good references there all around. Mm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. My balls! What else, what else have we got going on with marriage this week? I guess yes. we'll stick to the U.S. for now. Ooh, Us magazine. Lots of nonsense happening in the U.S. Tennessee, so many bills in Tennessee. Mm. So many bills. There's Billy Bob and, uh... Billy Brenda? Uh, uh, sure. Those are the bills. Two two of them. So there's yep. six different bills right now in the legislature. Oh, six bills. And that, waiting. That would uh, make bad things happen to LGBTs. Uh, one would, uh, you know, there's, there's the standard stuff, the bathroom bills. Uh, there's... Uh, that is my favorite gunslinger. Bathroom bill? Bathroom bill. <laughs> Yeehaw. He's rootin' tootin'. What does he do when he bursts into the saloon? He, the first thing he does is he grabs his ass and jumps up and down and goes, It's an emergency! Where's the latrine? Why would he burst in? Because he's Ellen Burstyn, and he bursts. Is he Ellen Burstyn or Bathroom? Or did Ellen Burstyn 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 plays Bathroom Bathroom Bill Bill. in Calamity Ganon, the musical? Gotcha. So uh, he bursts in. Wait, what Uh am I talking about? uh, The Bathroom Bill. Uh, So there's another one that would make it Tennessee policy to oppose the Supreme Court's uh, Obergefell ruling. Sure. There's another that would undo the presumption of parentage for insemination. So right now, that's, uh, okay. Is that for when you're you're breeding and seeding your your little uh, Christmas peep? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have a baby with a Christmas peep, which is that's a thing, then you would no longer have the presumption of parentage of whatever comes out. Okay. Now, if I understand correctly, it means that when the Goblin King takes your baby and mm-hmm. replaces it with uh, a log with a face drawn on it and magic marker. Then it, you take it to the doctor, and the doctor says, that's not your baby. That is probably what would happen. Something along those lines. And the Goblin King goes, ha ha! 
Now, are you describing the plot of the new Twin Peaks reboot? What? Is that what happens? There's a log lady in that, wasn't no, there? No, absolutely. And the goblin comes out of her toadstool, if you know what I mean. I don't. It's her muffin man. Do you know the muffin man? Well, he comes out and he I goes... I thought I did. He, you you haven't seen him like this, baby, as played by Bathroom Bill. Uh, okay. By way of Ellen Burstyn. Wait, is it Bathroom Bill playing the the, the bathroom man? No, the muffin man? The he, bathroom man. No, he comes out of the toadstool as the goblin king. Mm-hmm. And he says... Now, who's got a baby? James, when is the last time that you have slept? I sleep around. <laughs> what do you sleep around? The clock. Uh-huh. Just, is that, well, that's not untrue. I, do... I sleep around the cock, Vor. <sighs> okay. So, it's been a while for you, right? You're on caffeine pills or something? I'm or on... no-dose? I tell you this. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You're trying I'm to reset so your sleep schedule right now, so you're a little giddy. Now, you're the one who fell asleep with the clown. I did fall asleep you with the clown. You slept around true. with the clown. I think we both need to practice some good sleep hygiene. You clown in the treetops all night long with the log lady, and she's singing this song. What song Ellen does she sing? Ellen Burstyn's song? Yep. Okay. Ellen, Ellen's bursting in my mouth. Ellen's bursting out all over. So, okay, uh, that's what's going on. Oh, one more in Tennessee. Um, this Presumption of parentage. Yeah. So Straight uh, couples yeah. is presumed that... Uh, they are the parents of the child, and there is no question about it if they are wed, even though they could have been doing all kinds of higgledy-piggledy, huckledy-puckledy, cuckoldry. Well, you're close. Uh, so there's always been this presumption that the parents of a artificially inseminated baby, that the, that the people who are married are the parents, should be considered the parents of that child. Ah. Uh, because with gayness, there was never any marriage involved. So sure. they never had to extend that courtesy to homosexuals. They just gave it to straight people. But now... Courtesy. It's more than a courtesy, isn't it? Well, I yes. Mean, it's a pretty fun- fundamental thing. Yes. Uh, did you want to turn that off, maybe? It's yours. It, did you, yeah, but you're the one who uh, has been using it. So maybe uh, it would be a good idea to turn it off. Well, you don't have to... Okay, shut the whole you phone off. turn it off. I just meant the noises, but you're, you don't want to... I can make my own noises. I bet Thank you, you can. very much. W- would you like to make some noises that indicate that I've received a message? Hee-haw, hee-haw, donkey call. I think we may have found the title of this week's episode. No more animal titles. Oh, so many animal titles. We have had a lot of animal two titles. rat titles in a row, in a row. at one point. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, all right. We, we might need to continue nonsense so that we get a better title anyway um so yeah now that homosexuals can get married tennessee doesn't want to have to extend the presumption of parentage to artificial insemination cases so uh they're not going to do that anymore uh are you how are you doing did you how, what are your feelings on this james this is truly an assault on my sovereignty matthew is attacking my sovereign body Mm-hmm. I don't. Want Are you it. all right though? Are you doing okay? I'm not anymore. I was, <laughs> but now there's been an attack on my sovereign body. Okay, my Steve Bannon hair is all out of place. <laughs> oh, your hair! Bless your I hair. have been do- growing out my calamity Bannon hair, mm-hmm. and it is a true calamity. Maybe Calamity Bannon can be the name of the episode. Anyway, we'll worry about that later. Uh, yes. So what else have we got in the U.S.? Oh, one more thing. Uh, Alabama. Yes. Uh, marriage license there. Uh, there's a movement to switch it from a marriage license to, to a legal transaction like registering a car. Rather what does than, that mean? So instead of a judge having to sign your marriage certificate, you would take an affidavit to the judge and he would file it with the Department of Health and Human Services. What is that? What is, so what? So the judge cares. What does that mean? uh, Basically, it means that you no longer have to get approval from a judge in order to get married. 
And so okay. the guy, the Senator Greg Albritton. Wait, you need approval from a judge? Yeah, he there? needs to sign your thing. That's why, you know, these people who, these judges and or clerks or whoever who have to sign these things are like, oh, no, I don't want to. So they either, at this point, they either have to say, I'm not approving of any marriages at all whatsoever from now on, or I guess I'm doing gay marriages too. Why do we have a system where someone has to approve of your marriage? Because we are a country founded by crazy people. Oh. So that I mean is that do other countries do that is that standard is I don't know, it that's does a every good state do that N- not no it varies from state to state it okay. varies from I would assume from country to country I don't know which ones do it and which ones don't mm-hmm. but um honestly so this is being put forth by somebody who basically wants to give cover to judges who don't want to do marriage you know marriage licenses for queer couples and sure. even though the motivation is to accommodate the wishes of anti-lgbt people uh-huh. i'm looking at it and i'm like i really can't find any problem with this yeah i mean i'm not sure why anyone needs approval yeah. to get married so the senator uh who is pushing this bill forward says why would anyone need or want my approval to get married we don't have this we don't have any business being that closely involved in this process, and I think this bill reflects that. Here, here. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. So anyway, so now they just file the form with the judge instead of needing the judge to sign it. Okay, uh, fine. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I guess I just assumed that's sort of what it was anyway. I didn't know that you had to get approval. I just thought you were submitting your paperwork to get the license just so there's a record mm-hmm. that this I paperwork was submitted. If this might be a lingering patriarchy thing of like, you know, because when it was set up, I'm sure all judges were men. And so the some male authority has to approve of the coupling of two people. I don't know. Honestly, I, I there's, there's no legitimate reason for this. Well, I think what it should be is a pig mm-hmm. and they march the happy couple in front of the pig. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it snuffles to the setting sun, it means that the marriage has just begun. But if it snuffles to the waning dawn, it means it's time for the couple to move on. I'm impressed by your ability to, uh, on the fly, uh, develop what sounds like a curse. Well, that's how it used to be done. You used to have to march the couple in front of the the pig, who incidentally was a judge. The pig was a a legally ordained judge of the cloth. It wore a little wig, Mm -hmm. and it ate the gavel, Mm -hmm. and that's justice. Sure, yeah. Justice is blind. And And a pig. (laughs) And a pig. Maybe that's the title. Just Justice isn't kosher. <laughs> sure. Uh, that's a good name for a musical. Uh, one last thing. Within the continental boundaries of the United States, although it is a different country, continental uh, the Osage Nation will vote on marriage this coming week. Okay. So uh, that is a native tribe, and they will decide whether or not their constitution should be amended to allow LGBT people – or to allow people to uh, marry someone of the same sex. They're based in Oklahoma, and so uh, 15,000 voters, and uh, good luck to everybody in that particular nation. Good luck to all humans. Okay, good. <laughs> Very specific. Uh, we've got some international news this week. Okay. In uh, Australia – oh, boy, everything's just going bonkers in Australia. I don't even know where to start. So 30 large countries uh, – large companies sent a uh, letter to the government insisting on action many, on marriage equality. How many of their mascots are inside a clown? I don't know. One of them was Qantas, and I think their mascot is a kangaroo. Can you imagine a kangaroo inside a clown? Absolutely. That's the ultimate matryoshka. 
So uh, that was responded to by Health Minister Greg Hunt. This should be a debate, he says. Uh, so he's opposed to two companies weighing in on, on political issues because when it opposes, you know, it's an opposition to something he believes. Sure. So this should be a debate, not just for the elite, but for every Australian to have their say. I thought they've polled the Australians and they have said, uh, we don't care for the most part. Yeah. So uh, they polled Australians and all the surveys show that widespread support. Uh, but uh, what he's talking about is doing the, um, the plemocyte, which is going to cost a billion dollars. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I think we should spend a billion dollars so we can have a non-binding vote on whether we should do this. Right. Uh, non-binding vote on people's marriage. And, you know, it's this documented thing as well that these things have a, a negative mental health impact. Uh, so, ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, followed up by Resources Minister Matt Canavan, mm-hmm. uh, who says, The coalition's policy is very clear. We think the Australian people deserve a say. It's resolved as far as the coalition is concerned. What coalition? Coalition government. So all, oh. the, yeah, all the different people who are uh, pledged to work together so that they can be the dominant force in the government. Uh, resolved is the way that he referred to uh, not putting forth the bill, but instead uh, continuing to try to get this plebiscite to happen. So, so great, great leadership. So, I mean, let's say it happens and uh, whatever harm befalls people because of it, the harm befalls people. But the, the outcome is just what it reflects what the polls have said. What about. we already know. And so then what if they still want to stall because it's a non-binding thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they'll just have a, you know, we're, oh, we're in the process. We're studying it. We we had the okay. results, and uh, now we we thank you very much for having your say, uh, and now we're going to study the best way to move forward, and like that, we're going to be studying it forever. Like that Albert Finney version of A Christmas Carol. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We did a plebiscite, and now I'm going to have a munch on Definitely a not how it goes. On, on a, a butt? butt. Ask the pig, what is the slut? I'm gonna march on your butt, little piggy. Oink. That's Albert Finney. Good for him. He has Finney fun under the sea. <laughs> uh, so what else is happening in Australia? Oh, yes. And uh, so one more politician weighed in here. Uh, he says, uh, this is Peter Dutton, the immigration minister. Mm. He said that these companies should stick to their knitting. Uh, is that australian for stay in your lane because they don't have cars yeah i think you're right uh he says uh, they should stick to their knitting he added some companies are morally coerced into supporting campaigns in fear of being extorted by an online social media push to boycott their product oh there we go okay yeah yeah so good for you uh also one more piece of news from australia extorted extorted uh by online an online social media push to boycott their product sure i I, I mean uh, okay if if a company takes a stance that consumers don't agree with, and so they want to express their disagreement and also encourage people to shop elsewhere, that's not extortion. That's just that is not. Deciding. There's no version of extortion that that fits within. Well, yeah. So what is what is extortion? It's 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 blackmail essentially. It's saying it's, if you it's, don't, this is a nice store you got here. It would be a shame if something happened mm-hmm. to it. Uh, and then you want something to. I mean, extortion is threatening it's, to do harm for your own gain. I suppose you could make the case that a boycott or simply deciding not to give your money to somebody who is actively harming you. I guess you could call that extortion, but there's generally a presumption of, I don't know, something illicit about about what you're yeah, doing when it's extortion. That is extortion. I mean, how is that extortion? So you're saying you need to 
support my position or else I'm not going to do business with you. That is not extortion. Isn't extortion saying I'm going to impose pressure on you to do something that you might not otherwise want to do? I want to get something out of you and I'm putting pressure on you. I am imposing consequences on you if you do not give me what I want. Well, the consequences are illegal harm. In the ah, case of extortion. That's, that's the difference. Illegal harm is the difference with extortion, isn't it? Yeah, it's that I'm going to burn your house down if okay. you don't do what I say. So, for example, if a, if a parent says to their child, if you don't clean your room, there's not going to be any dessert, the parent that's is not, not extorting the child. They're not extorting their child into <laughs> cleaning their room. But that would be a fun accusation. The child is like, I won't stand for this extortion. Well, it's a very Calvin kind <laughs> yes. of response to the parent. And it's also something that I imagine whoever made this comment would agree with, and the current American administration would say something like that. Mm. The, uh, oh, if I have to clean my room, you're extorting me into cleaning my room. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, yeah, so I think we can agree that uh, Prime Minister, nope, Immigration Minister Peter Dutton uh, should stick to his knitting. Mm. Is he going to knit a cock sock? Little booties, yes. the cock vor? Yep. Uh, one of the piece of news from Australia that uh, made me bark with laughter when I read it. Uh, like a dingo. Like a dingo. Uh, Hugo Weaving mm. has come out in support of marriage equality. So, in case you were wondering if the guy who played a drag queen in probably the most important LGBT movie ever made in Australia Mm. uh, supports marriage equality, he does. And V for Vendetta. And V for Vendetta and Elrond and all those other things. Sure. Uh, So, hooray, Hugo Weaving. He was was never in in a Star Wars, was he? He was in a Matrix. Oh, well, okay, sure, sure. He was never... It was Terrence Stamp who was in a Star Wars. Terrence Stamp, yeah. So, we've had... uh, We've had a Star War. So Terrence Stamp was in a Star War. Yeah. Hugo Weaving was in a Lord of the Ring and also a Matrix. Correct. And, uh, oh God, what's the other guy? Guy Pierce. Guy, guy Pierce was in a time machine. He was? Yeah, he was in the time machine that, oh. that nobody saw. It's oh. not good. Is he a Morlock? Yes. Is he? No, he's not. No, he's oh. not. He's the main guy in the oh, time machine. He's is he the, a hunk? Uh, he looks pretty good. Okay. He looks good. Oh, and he was in Memento, of course. Uh, he was in that. He did that trick. Hmm? Where he the put little, the, the, the rabbit out of the hat trick? He, it wasn't a rabbit. It, was it a wasn't monster? a hat. It was, <laughs> it, something came out of something. I'm telling yeah. you what. It was oh, a did fire he have extinguisher. A tail? Did he have a little tail? Oh, no. Okay. So that's the news. Anything else? Oh, yes. Yeah, Scotland. We've got a little bit of news from Scotland, and that's the end of, uh, that's the, end of the headlines for this week. Wait, uh, what, what's the news? And, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Oh, are you going to keep us in suspense? <laughs> yeah, Scotland. So this is religious news, so I don't fully understand it. Okay. Uh, six of seven. I'm just going to read it directly from the news article because there's no way I can explain what this means. Six of seven diocesan synods of the Scottish <laughs> Episcopal Church uh-huh. voted for clerics to be able to conduct marriage. For same-sex couples. Oh, well, this is how the Borg operates. Oh, I see. Six so, of seven is going to kiss seven of eight, eight nine. <laughs> sure. So a diocesan synod, uh-huh. which I assume is a part of the nose? Yep, that's correct. Of the Scottish Episcopal Church, uh-huh. voted for clerics to be able to conduct same-sex marriages. Okay. Uh, so That seems good. Yes, yes, I think it is. Um yeah, I think I think that's just uh, that's a nice little bit, bit of news from Scotland. So, of course, marriage equality already legal in Scotland, mm-hmm. but uh, this would uh, make it legal in the Scottish Episcopal Church. I see. So uh, Scrooge McDuck would finally be able to officiate some same-sex weddings. Oh, uh, I don't think he's part of the synod. Oh no! Wait, what's what is a synod exactly? It's a duck's penis. Oh god! It's one of those okay. corkscrew penises that's as long as their body. Oh, one of them. Yes. Every single story this week, James. We've talked about so many animals. It's a cathedral. 
Cthulhu nightmare that comes out of a duck. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It's it's not pleasant. Um, <laughs> speaking of birds, though, Uh-oh. I met a falcon this week. You did meet a falcon. Tell me more. I met Captain a falcon. Saker falcon. Uh-huh. So I was just going to get coffee with this guy. So it's a friend of a friend. And uh, my friend Brad was like, oh, you should meet my friend. Uh, he's really cool. And he's he, a bird. He's a bird. <laughs> he's just a bird. He always uh, flies away. Yeah, so he's a, he's a falconer. Uh, so he works with uh, large birds of prey. Round and so it's like, oh, the widening gyre. That's neat. What? Is that from, is that from the Jabberwocky? The falcon is that from cannot a- hear the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Are you casting another curse on me? <laughs> I am slouching toward Bethlehem. Is this a Bible curse? Are there curses in the Bible? Uh, according to my grandmother, there were really. Uh, well, she would she would place curses on her grandchildren. <laughs> what if she? I've told you this a million times. If she if she wanted to not oh, eat may, chocolate, yes, if she wanted may, to refrain from eating chocolate, she'd say, "I'm gonna put a curse. I'm gonna put a curse. I'm not gonna eat another fucking Dove bar." Oh, oh. and she'd say, "God strike the baby be- Brianna dead if I eat another fucking Dove bar." And then she'd eat a Dove bar and say, "I had my fingers crossed." <laughs> Is that in the Bible? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, that seems frightening. She seems like the character in a Stephen King novel who says something idly and then terrible things start happening, but she doesn't care. I curse you thinner. Yeah. Did you ever try that one? No. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, I guess uh, it's something, something it's one of the mysteries, one of the great Bible mysteries, if the thinner curse actually works. Let us declare a mystery of faith. <laughs> it's my favorite hymn. Matthew died, alleluia. Oh. Matthew did a thing. Matthew did a thing. Alleluia. I feel like this this hymn needs to be more specific. Matthew came on food. Okay. Well, I got alleluia, my wish. Alleluia. Do you applaud at the end of a hymn? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, everyone's singing, right? It seems rude not to. It's true. You, everyone claps for each other. At the end of the... Yes. I, I, oh, man. Can you imagine? If you took me to church, James, it would be... <sighs> I don't know. I'd be like Mork from Orc. I'd be mm. so clueless. I'd be drinking orange juice with my finger. Yeah, wait until you get to the, the Shazbot Chimmy. <laughs> uh, Shazbot Shalom. He's the guy at the front of the church. Yep, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> he leads the dance? He leads the dance. Shazbot Shalom? Oh my god, James. What? I just realized. Yes. They don't dance, do they, at a church service? Uh, well, it depends. Sometimes do the they? spirit moves you and oh, you gotta okay. dance around the snake. I just assumed because they're singing they would also be dancing, yes. but... There's all kinds of erotic. The Lombada what? originated in church. No, it didn't. It did. The Forbidden Dance. You could tell me that the Lombada is some sort of like Latin term for something religious, and I would believe you. It's where you uh, entwine with your beloved as chosen by the pig. Like a caduceus. Kind of like a caduceus. Uh, and then you caduce your way underneath <laughs> a little pole. You Lombada beneath the pole. Is is caduceus? Is that a Bible term for um, douching together with your loved it's, one? Yep, that is. It's when you douche with your loved one, mm-hmm. the caduceus, and that's how that's the original church wedding. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, we need to wrap this up because I think we're both a little delirious. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before Shazbot. we before we do, let's remind everyone no. that we would like to hear their feedback at Matt Baum on Twitter. Of course, not, not on this one. Not on this one. No, even on this one, you guys, listeners. I I have to tell you that uh, I get enthusiastic responses to every episode. I hear mm. from people just about every week, and it means a lot to me, and I love it. And it's just wonderful that folks are are so engaged. 
we do not have a ton of listeners for this show, as far as I can tell, but the people who do listen, uh, your enthusiasm for it means a lot to me. So thank you to everyone who tweets and who leaves an iTunes review. Thanks to everyone who heads over to see my videos on YouTube. Uh, you can see uh, some recent videos on YouTube. I'm doing a weekly roundup of what's happening with LGBT. So beyond just the marriage equality, if you like hearing about what's happening with marriage equality, I think you'll like hearing about what's happening with LGBT issues in general. Uh, that's a new show that I'm doing called Weekly Debrief. So head over there to see uh, the, the short a short roundup of all the LGBT issues that you need to know about from the last seven days. So that uh, should be a, a helpful resource to everybody, I hope. Short Round is a character from Indiana Jones. Jones. Yep, that is true. Short um, roundup is when you gather him to your bosom. Yes, that is also true. That's definitely what that means. James, do you remember this morning I predicted that you would become very delirious De- around mid afternoon? Delirious is a movie starring John Candy where he writes soap operas and they come to life. And you would want to take a nap. In fact, it, it's exactly, it's four o'clock right now. The witching hour. I said hour. at four o'clock, you're going to need to take a nap, but I'm not going to let you. But you will let to, me. I can't, James. I, I can't. You're resetting your sleep schedule and I can't let you sleep. The reset button on the NES goes boop. It doesn't. It does, like that, I can argue. It doesn't make a noise. It does. In your soul? What, what, what when context does the NES reset button make a boop? Matthew, why it's do you It's not a nose. It's not this? a dog's nose. Oh. Anyway, folks, you can also join me for a Let's Read every Monday and Friday. I'll be a little more rested than uh, James is right now and than I was on the stream where I just suddenly started describing my dreams uh, that I was having live. Oh, my God. It's so weird. What if I hadn't woken up, James? What if the clown... What if <laughs> what the, it, but what if you didn't wake up and this ever? is all part of the dream? Oh, no. I'm like, be like John You're Candy and Delirious. Dreaming. You are delirious like John Candy. Oh, God. Anyway, folks, it's at Pretty Pretty Pixel Candyman. is the name of the channel. Twitch.tv slash Pretty Pretty Pixel every Monday and Friday at 8 p.m., I read a little bit, except uh, this coming week on Friday, I'm going to be in Orlando uh, at a LGBT mm. uh, journalist thing. So I'm not going to be doing it this Friday, but on every other Friday. What is this Friday? It's the 28th. I think James has a counter right behind me. I don't have my glasses on. Oh, I can't for helpless. The 24th. Ooh. The 24th. I won't be uh, able to read to you. But every every other Monday and Friday at 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, I pop on, on twitch.tv slash prettypittypixel and we read some books and talk about them. But every 24th Friday, you're unavailable. Uh, yeah. Uh, sure. That is not true. So, everybody, thank you again for joining us for this delirious evening. And now I have to spend the next few hours uh, playing symbols or something to keep James from falling asleep until... What is what is an acceptable bedtime for you? 10, 10 p.m.? Of, what kind of symbols? Uh, do you want to symbolize the union of the snake? Yep. The union of the snake. Is that where you learned your curses? That sounds like a, a school of wizardry. I am... Yeah? Who are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's, he can't speak. He's laughing so hard right now. He's shaking his head and his hair is flopping around. He looks like Simba. I am not Simba. I am Calamity Bannon. I have risen from the union of the snake to perform the joining of the flesh. Pig to pig, haunch to haunch, together with the Yankee staunch, I wear the greatest costume for the day, and your marriage will be quite gay to the falcon. Okay, James, I think we're married now. That you is, just you just performed the ritual. You married you know, a I, bird. I was just telling somebody today that one of the reasons that we have marriages in our culture is yes. because people uh, derive meaning from ritual. Uh-huh. And the ritual that you just described, mm-hmm. standing in front of a pig yes. and delivering that message, uh, 
that is one of the most meaningful rituals I can possibly imagine. You write your curse for your loved one on a piece of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. You wrap it around a truffle. Mm -hmm. You put it down in front of the pig. The pig gets very excited. And then you get on all fours and eat it, denying the pig his great pleasure. Okay. Uh, I I hope somebody's writing all this down because we have a very elaborate wedding to perform. Mm. We're going to need to find pigs we have and truffles. To do the Batusi. And we're going to have to learn the Batusi. It's a very complicated and very meaningful dance. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's about enough. By the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Over easy. Enough of this.